welcome back to the Mail Right Show. Today is episode 277, and we're here with Nick Niehaus. Now, Nick is somebody that we've been, we pursued like, uh, uh, like a, a dog on a hunt. We, we got him in on the show, and we, we literally are super excited to have Nick because he is a trainer and a coach. And what he trains on is something that John and I talk about incessantly, which is video, video, video. So today's show is going to be a lot of great tips about how to use the tools that you already have and how to start putting video into your daily routine. So having said all that, Nick, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the amazing MailRite audience and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me today. I've been looking forward to our conversation. And uh, I want to also congratulate you guys on being ahead of the curve when it comes to video. So I can see how much you're doing with it already. And it's, uh, it's, it's very good. Obviously, it's working well for you. So my background is, uh, you know, I've been, I've been working with real estate agents specifically for about five years now. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for uh, over a decade. And in that time, we've, we've really realized that video is an incredibly powerful business tool not just for marketing, but there's all kinds of different areas that we use. So I started helping uh, real estate agents with a business called Connect Marketing, which is now Connect Video because we became so obsessed with video that that kind of became our main thing we were doing. And we worked with you know hundreds of real estate agents over those years. And a lot of them, we were making their very first ever video with them in our studio. And what happened was a lot of them actually got business from this very first video. We would run a little ad, um, they'd get a transaction from it. They make thousands and thousands of dollars off their first video. And then they never made another video. You know, and we sort of asked ourselves like, okay, what's going on here? You know, you would think you're, you're getting this massive ROI on day one. You would want to come back to it. And we started asking questions and we started digging in and we realized, you know, our experience with video was, was a learning curve that took many years. In fact, I would argue we're still learning a lot about how to use video in our own business. And so we looked at a lot of these agents who had come in and done a video with us. And we asked them, like, have you ever made a video with your phone? Have you ever tried to do some of the stuff on your own? Are you, are you sending video messages? Like, where else are you using this? And they just didn't know where to start, right? They, they weren't sure the technical steps or any of that stuff. And so that led us to starting a pilot um, back in December of 2019 of something we were, we were just sort of calling business video school at the time as a placeholder name. And then obviously, everybody knows what happened, you know, a few months later when the pandemic, you know, erupted and shut down our video production. We really couldn't get together to shoot videos with people. And so that's when we, we decided to sort of pivot to launching Business Video School as its own entity. And we brought some extra partners in. Um, and so now they're two different businesses. So they are completely separated as companies, um, but they're both still in operation. So on the one hand, we teach mostly real estate agents how to make videos. And on the connected video side, we still produce videos for a lot of small businesses. Amazing. I have so many questions. But before we get into that, John... We are getting 100 or 200 uh, new listeners each show. So for all those new people, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, thanks, Robert. I'm the founder and um, joint owner of MailRite, which is a marketing platform. We use technology to market your real estate business and the power of Facebook with a number of well-used and developed tools. It's a great product, especially for the newbie agent or the agent in their second, third year. Go to the MailRite website, book a demo, find out more. 
My name is Robert Newman. I will be your sommelier of video marketing and real estate marketing here for a guide the conversation uh, with a lot of help from John, who keeps me from wandering off uh, too much of my conversations. Um, and I, if you don't mind, John, I'll, I'll kick off the first set. Oh, and I'm the founder of Inbound REM. Guys, just do in like the word Inbound Rabbit Edward Michael and .com, and you can learn everything and more that you ever want to know about me. So, um, and I'm pretty cool, so you should do it. So, Nick, um, hey, we're, we're, so you've got these two exciting, we could spend a show on each one of your businesses, if I'm honest about it, but let's focus on the business that you established to trying to teach real estate agents to use their cell phones. So, sure. I'm a real estate agent. Here's the way I'd like to phrase this question. I'm an, I'm an agent. Mm-hmm. I know video is important. I've heard it a thousand times, including on this own show, right? I've heard it from everybody. I just don't know how to get into it. Yes, I got a phone. What, what do you say? T- and I'm, I'm interested. I want to do it, but I've never really done it. I'm, I've been in real estate for 10 years. What do you tell? How are you going to leverage a conversation with that agent? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that Number one, I would say you got to start extremely simple. And I think this is where a lot of people get it wrong from day one is that what we're doing... So it's, it's interesting because we explore video, obviously, but what we've also ended up exploring as we built this school is the way that adults learn, right? So the, the most adults actually don't learn very well. And actually, if you compare <laughs> children... You to, right, yeah. I mean, we just sort of assume <laughs> we know everything we need to and we you know take random shots in the dark with a lot of things we do in our business. and. Uh, it's really a shame because the truth is, you know, proper learning is very steady, it's consistent, and there's a lot of practice, right? If you look at children when they learn in school, and, and you know, and I hated doing homework as a kid because a lot of times it was more practice than I maybe needed. But, you know, it's one of those things where like you, you do lots and lots of work sets, you do lots of work, you know, you do homework, you have all these problems you're doing to practice the things that the teacher taught you. And it's only then that you actually retain the lesson, Right. And so then we get to adulthood and our brains are actually not as flexible anymore. It actually takes us a little more effort to learn and remember things. And we do the exact opposite. We start to look at other people because we're, we're very competitive by nature, most of us as, as business owners. And we see somebody else doing something with video. And, but it, this applies in a lot of other areas too. And we try to copy what they're doing today. And we don't ask ourselves, what did they do before today to get to the point where they are now, Right. And so there's, there's oftentimes, especially with video, by the time someone is making stuff that's good enough that you actually like it and want to imitate it, I, I can almost guarantee they've been making videos for at least a year. And they've probably been doing it weekly, if not daily for that entire time. And that's a lot of practice that they have that you do not yet, right? So I think that's sort of number one with most agents that are thinking about getting into this is just put all that aside. Like don't, don't try to wor- worry about imitating anybody. Don't be competitive with them. And then go all the way back to the beginning and sort of ask yourself, what's the very first thing I should learn to do? And for me, that's always learn to make the absolute simplest possible video that you can with whatever you have in in your house already, right? And for most of us, that's just a phone, right? I mean, most of us don't even have a nicer camera. So that's all you need, right? So from day one, it's it's really about simple, simple stuff. I mean, I would argue you should make selfie videos. So you just hold your phone up in front of you look at it, talk to it for a few minutes, you know, or, or less than a minute, ideally, because people like short form content now. And then that's it, right? No editing, nothing else. And then you don't need to share it either. I mean, I think that when you're first getting started, 
you know, I would say make a couple of videos that only you ever see. I mean, getting used to seeing and hearing yourself on camera is, is one of the first steps you need to take. And then the next thing you would do is only share videos with one person at a time, right? So think about sending, you know, video birthday greetings, you know, anniversary wishes, uh, just, you know, little, I was thinking about you. So I, th I thought I'd say hi kind of things. You can send them through Facebook Messenger, all the Messenger platforms, email. And so I think if you start there and you keep it really simple, it'll be easy to build on those basic skills later. Gotcha. I have a lot to say about that, but John, before I jump in, because we both know that I can get long-winded, what do what do you what do you have to say to that? Those those amazing tips? Yeah, I think Nick, you made some excellent points there because you you buy obviously you want to do the best, but looking at the best can actually be um depowering because it stops you like what the Chinese said, every journey starts. Every thousand mile journey starts with one step. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make that first step. And a lot of people, they won't do it. But the other, so I think your insight there was fantastic. But the other thing, and I just wanted your input is, um, I think with the iPhone and some of the other phone cameras, the technology, the quality that you can get is quite amazing. But the one area that, I feel you've got to get right, which is not very intuitive, is sound. Mm, um, yeah. So what's your thoughts about what I've just said, Nick? Well, yeah, I think I think that's a great point. I, I think a lot of people, you know, if you ask a professional uh, director or somebody that makes movies or TV shows, I mean, they'll actually tell you that sound is more than 50% of what goes into making a good piece of, of video content, right? Because ultimately, I mean, sound and the clarity of the sound is uh, it's easy to overlook and it's really easy to screw up. Um, but it's really important because if somebody can't understand what you're saying, they're not going to watch the video, right? I mean, they're just going to move on from there. So and that's actually been proven is that people uh, have a tendency to watch a video with a little bit, you know, poor, poor quality lighting, or maybe it's kind of grainy, but the sound is clear and they can hear the person, they're more likely to watch that video longer than when it's the other way around, when the video is really clear, but the sound is, is hard to, to understand, right? So I think in terms of what you can do there, um, you know, number one, the, the main thing you got to remember with sound is get the microphone close to your mouth. You know, I think that's kind of the main rule, um, not in your mouth, you know, but you've seen if you, if you watch like a singer in the studio, I mean, they've got them, you know, the, the, the microphone basically right up in their face because the closer the source of the sound is to the microphone, the more of the, the sound waves it's going to be able to pick up and it's just going to be a clearer signal, right? So, so have you yeah. got any insights and quick advice about how you deal with that when you're using an iPhone? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, <coughs> what it comes down to is just plug in a microphone. You know, I think you can mess with, uh, obviously, if you keep the phone relatively close to yourself, you might not be able to, you might have to worry about it. And I will say the newer phones have much better microphones. Actually, a lot of them have multiple microphones in them. Um, so they can even sort of be a little bit directional in, in terms of where they're picking up the sound from. Um, but if you just plug a mic in, and, and the most basic form of a microphone that we all have is a set of headphones, right? So if you plug a, head, a set of headphones into your phone, you've got the, the, mic, the wire hanging down the side of your face and the microphone is right there because it's for making phone calls. That's going to, at the very least, it's going to get clear audio, right? It might not be the highest quality because it's a really basic, cheap microphone, but at least that's one step you can take. And then a step further would be to just invest in a lapel microphone. 
So if you go on Amazon and you just search for like lapel mic and then whatever model of phone you have, because if you have an iPhone, you want one with the, the right jack on it. Um, those things can run anywhere from 10 bucks usually on the cheapest end to you know hundreds of dollars. You probably don't need one of those quite yet. Um, but that kind of mic is going to also give you really crisp and clean audio. And what you do is you just clip it to your shirt about eight inches below your mouth. How do you deal with the new iPhones that don't have a jack? So you need the adapter. Yeah. So there's either there's either an adapter you can buy and I'm, it's I'm blanking on I mean, they, they call it a dongle. So if you just Google like, you know, iPhone dongle, you'll find them. Um, but they also make headphones that have that particular, uh, again, I don't remember the name of the jack, but they have that built into them. So if you look for a mic, if you just, you know, Google lapel microphone, um, iPhone, you will find models that plug directly into the phone. Over to you, Robert. <laughs> so I'm going to go back a little bit to the original comments that you made because um, learning and teaching have been a lifetime fascination with me, um, and which is probably why I transitioned into video myself fairly well and fairly easily is because in all of my positions, one of my favorite things to do has been to teach people that I'm in an organization with how to make that organization work better in the areas that I feel like I have something to contribute. Hmm. Having said that, what you described, so you described, take some video for yourself, send them to somebody through Facebook Messenger. That's what your first piece of advice was. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, in high school, when I was a, uh, a, a theater student, um, the first piece of advice that I ever remember getting, I'm not saying it was what I got, but the first mm -hmm. thing that, that we ever were told was stand in front of a mirror and run whatever the lines are to yourself in the mirror. The advice still holds true because getting used to looking at yourself through a third, third perspective, or if you're a family person and you've got a husband, a wife, or kids, have them just record a five, 10 minute video or even 30 seconds. And then look at it yourself, see what you feel. Don't say anything to anybody. That's my one addition to what you you said don't tell anybody what your private dialogue about that video is like did you do a good job did you do a bad job whatever that is that you felt you did don't say anything hand it off to your family members and see if they respond to the video in which the, the same way that you're thinking i have found that to be one of the most useful exercises that i do in creating my own videos for my own company is i have i run them by my brother who works with me or my team members and i have a silent opinion about the job i did good bad a little bit wordy, whatever it is. If it matches the opinion of a few people, like if they say the same thing, I kind of understand that the videos I'm recording are exactly what's happening in my head. And that's how exactly how people are perceiving them. That's my additional tip. What do you, how do you feel about my tip? Nick? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing from John. He always does that. How do you think about what I just said? So how do you think about what I just said? <laughs> I love it. No, it's, it's good. I mean, I think that's where, um, the hardest part of video is just is overthinking it, you know, is, is treating it as the sort of performance that um, you have to judge yourself over that, you know, we just have people in the studio and we get their video done and they're watching it back and they're like, Oh, but I've got this like piece of hair. It's just kind of sticking out just sort of slightly weird. And I'm like, nobody else saw that, you know, like you're the only person that notices those things. People, nobody else cares about that. Right. So I think that that's a great point is that, you know, you're always, I, in my experience, like you're always going to be your worst critic, right? I mean, not a single other person, unless they're just having the worst day of their life or something, is going to say anything close to, to the sort of really mean critical things that we say to ourselves. 
And, you know, I mean, eventually you get to the point where you're going to get used to hearing yourself and seeing yourself on camera. It's actually, there's interesting psychological reasons that we are predisposed to not like our own videos. Uh, number one is, is just the audio thing. Like our voice, all of our own voices in our head sounds lower than when it's recorded, right? So everyone right. else hears it the way it's recorded, but we don't in our own head. And so that automatically is going to happen. The more of it you hear, the more you get used to it. And then the video part is even more interesting. Everyone is used to seeing themselves in the mirror. So every morning we wake up, we see ourselves in the mirror in the evenings, you know, all day. That's really the only way we traditionally see ourselves, you know, on a consistent basis. When you see yourself in a mirror, the image is actually flipped, right? It's a mirror image. So it's, it's flipped around. Um, so when you watch a video of yourself, you're actually oriented differently than you're used to seeing yourself, right? And our faces are all slightly different on one side or the other, and it's almost imperceptible to the eye, but it makes us feel it's like a doppelganger effect, right? The, the way we look on camera just feels a little bit different than the way we see that mirror image. But again, everyone else sees us the way we look on camera. They don't see the mirror image of us, right? So there's these two automatic things that happen when we see ourselves in a video for the first time. And as you see it more and you get more used to it, it just sort of dissipates eventually. Awesome. Hey, how are we doing our time, John? Oh, we need to go for our break, actually, Rob. All right. So uh, we're going to go for a break. When we come back, John is going to continue his thought, and then I have a question for Nick as well. Thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, Do us a favor, drop us a comment. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back to the Mail Right Show. We are on episode 277. We're meeting with the inestimable, like I got to stop using words that I can't actually say, <laughs> Nick uh, Niehaus. And I've got my amazing co-host, Jonathan, with me today. And we've been talking about video. John was in the middle of a question before we went to our break. So no, it, was just a, it was just a quick observation. I just loved what Nick was saying there. You know, it was just fantastic stuff, wasn't it, Robert? Yeah. So... I have, a, I have a question for you, though, and this is for our audience that may be joining us at the halfway mark. Um, so you obviously, I, I love the way that you're presenting things in this, in this conversation. I feel like, hey, this guy knows how to educate because you're, you're giving a lot of really good, you're inside your students' minds and you're trying to serve them. And that, to me, is a sign of a, guy, of, of a person, a human, trying to do a good job for education. But here is a question. I love stories. Tell me the story of the like one of your students that had an aha moment with video. You must have had it. You know, yeah, I think um, there's kind of so many of them, you know, and, and one of the challenges that, that we have is like we're not teaching in person, right? So a lot of these things sort of happen behind the scenes. But I will talk about, you know, so one of, one of the things I think is hardest with video is getting started. I think the very first video somebody makes is almost always going to be the hardest video that you know the, to, to sort of face down, right? Um, and especially when you go to share it, I think that so maybe it's both of those sorts of scenarios. Um, so I, I won't you know name names, but there's a, a gentleman in our school who, and this is this is a frequent story. So this probably applies to dozens of people, but you know he he's been in business for a long time. He's already a successful real estate agent, and he's been feeling this sense of pressure, right? So the sense of 
you know, I keep hearing I'm supposed to be doing video and I keep hearing that it's going to change the way, you know, that I operate my business, going to make things better. But I just, you know, I don't know how to get started, right? I'm not really sure what those first steps are. And so, you know, for for a year, I mean, it, is, it literally is years for a lot of folks. Um, you just you, you just keep building that pressure, right? Because every time you hear it from another person or you see another agent put a video out, you know, he's sitting there going, man, I, you know, I just, I know I need to do this. And there's just another example of it happening. And I, I'm getting that FOMO. I feel like I'm really missing out on this opportunity. And so he was in the school, he was in the school for even a couple months and he was taking the classes and uh, he, he still hadn't shared a video, he still hadn't made a video. And finally he, he signed up for, and I was a little bit surprised to see his name on the list, but he signed up for something we do called accountability challenges. Cause we know that this is so hard for people. So we create this uh, this program where every four to six weeks, and we usually tie them to specific holidays, we'll do a challenge where everybody splits up into different teams in the school. And it's an opt-in, so they don't have to do it, but they get to sign up for it. And then we give them a theme. So we did one for Halloween. We do one for Christmas. We're doing one right now for Valentine's Day. Um, and basically, their job is to just make a video with that theme, right? It's very open-ended. Sure. We give them scripts. We give them templates. You know, Make it as easy as we possibly can. Um, and then we compete, right? So there's that extra element of the team is counting on you. And so, um, you know, what he what he ended up saying in his video that he even you know said it in the video that he made was, you know, hey, this is what finally got me over the edge. This is what finally got me to make that very first video because I knew other people were now counting on me to come through for my team, right? So I just thought that was so cool. And and actually, since then, he's been making a lot more videos, right? Because he got that first one done. And now it becomes something that he knows he can do, right? So he's sort of empowered in that way. And so, you know, one of my takeaways from that story is that I would really encourage people to find an accountability partner, right? I mean, we, we sort of facilitate that inside our school. But even if you're doing this stuff on your own, you know, find someone else that can hold you to actually getting it done at the very least for the first few videos, right? And then once you're through that phase, you're going to have some momentum. And, and from there, it's just so much easier. That is, um, I love that, uh, that aha story. So I'm going to share one with, with the audience. I'm going to share one with my co-host too, because I have one now, now in my service, I'm the person that my clients are accountable to. I just literally these days, which I don't even think John knows when I take on a client, I tell them they have to do video. It is, it has been in my like my big complicated websites that I build, they, they increase revenue by 300% consistently across the board. So if you don't have them, you're so much shooting yourself in the foot that I don't even want to build the project or partner with the client at this point. I just want them to do video. So I had this client that did that actually embraced the concept. He embraced it exactly the way I told him to do it. He just took a camera he had his wife sit in the car or no, actually it was his sister sit in the car with him. And they emulated a video that I had done with a client like two years prior where I was driving through a neighborhood and I was just asking questions. So she was his, his foil to use, uh, you know, uh, like an acting word. She was the, the person asking questions, dropping questions. So they drive around these neighborhoods and they, they drop these videos and that's all they are. Two people in a car driving a neighborhood, having a conversation about the neighborhood, nothing particularly fancy or special, even about the information that they're sharing, just doing a tour and talking like brothers and sisters would talk about a neighborhood. Well, one of those videos went viral a year ago, 5,000 views. Now here's the funny thing. Here's the story for both of you. All right. We didn't get any business. So here's this viral video 
in this massive community in Texas called Sugar Plantation has all these views and my promise, not promise, but my suggested, hey, you'll get results off this. Not happening. Of course, as with all realtors, deflated, this doesn't work. Why did you tell me to do it? Blah, 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 blah. Got an email from him yesterday. No joke, guys, this is real. Got an email from him yesterday where he's dealing with not one, and it happened like that. That one video, two leads, phone calls, not even emails, just calls on his cell phone, both people that are going to do deals in the next 30 days off video. I guess, I don't know what the point of my story is, but but here's, here's what I, I realized. He even said it in his email message to me. He said, I wasn't sure that, that what you were teaching me or telling me to do was actually, was effective. I've done these videos. I've had like 50,000 views. I hadn't done any business. I was really questioning, is this even going to work? And all of a sudden he's like, I'm on fire. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do 14 more videos tomorrow. He said something ridiculous number. I'm like, whoa, slow down, just do a couple. But anyway, for those of you listening to the show, it can take a while. But I, I really do strongly believe, as obviously Nick does, because we've both established little pieces of our career on this, that video is the wave of the future. John, what do you think? I'm not about the wave of the future. That was a bad handoff. I already know what you think. But like, what do you think about the whole thing? Do you have any aha moments or anything that you'd like to share? No, I, 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 I definitely believe in the power of video. You know, I know... Um, through my other business that regularly people approach me and they said well we came across you through video and then we went to your website and we saw more of your videos we read your content and then we decided when it was time we you were the person to approach so I I I totally agree with you but it does take time it, you know it won't um, happen straight away. What was what before? What question I wanted to ask Nick was mm-hmm. scripted against freeform because you now we do this podcast and we also video it, and you can see that on the Mail Riot channel and also on Robert's website. Um, but we have a topic um, which we have an expert like you to come. Um, and talk about, and then we have some bullet points, but we don't script it out. And I've done a lot of podcasting, Nick, um, and I've only ever had one guest that insisted that everything be scripted out, and that was Amy Porterfield, um, Mm. the social media expert, and she insisted that it was totally scripted, um, that the questions were sent to her before the interview. Well, I think a lot of people think they've got to have to script everything out. What, what's your position about that, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that's. I mean, I can understand why someone might want the questions for an interview up front, but I, you know, to me, it's like there are definitely situations where scripting your video in advance um, isn't even necessary, right? So, for example, if you're going to, um, we'll do, you know, videos that are going to go on our website that have to have a bunch of very specific information in them, you know, that are going to be a associated with graphics we're going to add later. And so for those kinds of videos, we do script them. Um, in that case, we use a teleprompter and we literally just read the script back into the camera. Um, I will say if uh, you want to do this on your phone, there's a, an app called Big View, B-I-G-V-U, that's really helpful for that. 
Um, it'll even take the script and just automatically add them as captions in the video when you're done if you wanted to. So, you know, there, there are some simple ways to do this, but I do actually think a lot of people use scripting as a crutch um, or even a reason to procrastinate. You know, they'll say, oh, I want to make, I want to make a video about this thing, but, you know, I still need to write the script, you know, and then three weeks later and they still haven't done it. So I, you know, my favorite version of video is, is literally what we're doing right now is live video because uh, it doesn't, there's no editing. You can't edit it, right? It's like when you're done, it's already posted. Some, a bunch of people have already seen it. Um, once you hit that go live button, you just have to keep talking, you know, like you can't overthink your mistake. So if you, you know, stumble over a word or miss, you know, mispronounce something like you just keep going, right? And it's in the past and you stop thinking about it in just a second or two. Um, versus when it's when it's pre-recorded, a lot of people when they stumble over a single word, they will stop and they'll want to restart the entire script again. And that takes, you know, that can become really disruptive. So there are contexts where I think scripting is helpful, but I would say, you know, you got to remember, I think one of the things we got to remember about video is, is it's a way to build relationships with people. And if you seem too polished and scripted all the time, you're not being a real person, right? I mean, you, you almost got to think about when you share these con- these pieces of content on social media, you're networking with people. That's that's what's happening, right? So they're getting to know you through the content. And if you were to go out and network and you know go to a chamber of commerce or something and walk around the room and meet some people and, and chat them up, there's going to be some awkwardness. There's going to be some weird pauses. There's going to be some you know forgetting names and things like that, right? That's that's real human behavior. And I think if your videos contain some of that kind of stuff, people will actually like you and trust you more than if everything you do is totally scripted and totally polished all the time. And I think, you know, ultimately, I think a blend of the two is great, right? Because I think it's great to have some stuff that feels really organic and natural. And then also some stuff that makes you seem like a really polished business person that they can trust if they want to hire you. So, you know, Nick, it's kind of funny. I'm going to let me throw my little thing and then you you continue on because mine is a joke. But Nick, you know what? John and I don't have any problems forgetting people's names. What we do is get them dramatically wrong. Might as well go all in, right? I'm so relieved. I'm so relieved. Robert had some troubles last week, listeners and viewers, because I just thought it was me. We struggled last week, actually, Nick. Um, Oh God, I was. What I was going to say, Robert, is is yeah. Well, it happens. Um, Robert, um, I'm just going to say it was time to actually um, wrap up the podcast part of the show. Hopefully, Nick, you can stay on for a little bit while which we do as bonus content, which they can view on the YouTube channel, the whole, because I just thought the top, the half hour has just gone in seconds, really. It's just been fantastic. So it looks like Nick's going to stay on and you'll be able to see that on our YouTube channel, the whole interview. Back over to you, Robert. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We deeply appreciate it. We're going to ask you a small favor, John and I, and uh, Nick, for that matter, I'm just going to throw you into the pie here, Nick. Um, We would really appreciate it if you'd kind of drop us a review on our our iTunes platform and tell us what you thought of the show, because uh, most of our reviews are a few years old. Uh, Our audience is growing literally by 10, 20, 30% each month right now. And uh, we couldn't be more excited about all of you. Show us a little of your excitement, why you're joining and, and why you're listening. And with that, Nick, uh, because uh, we do want people to know how to get a hold of you. And if they if they sure. wanted to do that, how would, how would you like people to reach out to you? Yeah. So I think, first of all, um, check out our website, which is bizvideoschool.com. So B-I-Z videoschool.com. Um, there are, there, there's a, a whole bunch of free video lessons. So if you want, you can get signed up. You can actually get a whole series of free video lessons that range anywhere from a minute and a half to about six minutes in length. 
Um, that's a great way to get started if you're just getting into video. And then on social media, if you, again, just look for Business Video School, um, we should show up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, TikTok as well. If you're using TikTok, we're, we're, we're having some fun experimenting with it at this point, trying to figure it out. So, um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. And, uh, you know, that I would say, you know, if you want to find me individually, um, just look up Nick Niehaus. It's N-I-E-H-A-U-S. I'm happy to connect on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, or Instagram. By the way, for those of you who want to make fun of me, which should be all of you, do not say Nihaz. That is how I opened up the show today is Nihaz. That's my stellar pronunciation of names. <laughs> John, how would people find you if they wanted to? That's really easy. Just go to the mail hyphenwrite.com. Um, and there's a, there's loads of videos on there from loads of experts. Um, that their advice will help you. And if you want a free demo of the Mail-Right um, platform, you can just book a free um, demo with me. And it takes about 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm sure you're going to be blown away with what we've developed for you, the real estate agent. Over to you, Robert. So for those of you who are tuning into the show, the small percentage of the audience that are my rabid fans, uh, I'm going to add a comment to John's um, little statement there. So John has built a system that would be as effective as, but a little bit lower in cost than things like bold leads and other systems that all of you have heard of. I strongly suggest that those newer agents or agents looking for maybe a lower costing way, not lower quality, lower costing way to get into lead generation with perhaps a little bit more of a steady hand to help you as you segue into using digital lead generation. I think that's where MailRite fits into the grand scheme of things personally. And I think that John would be an excellent person for you to reach out to and talk to if, if you feel like anything that I just said that fits your description. Yeah. In terms of those of you who already follow me and already know who I am, you already know that I'm an inbound marketer, that I'm an SEO guy, and that you can find all that information on inboundrem.com. I've got contact forms and service forms. It's a longer commitment. It's higher dollar. I, I don't anticipate that very many people will reach out to me directly unless they're later on in their career and, and looking for a way to really go beyond like making two or $300,000 a year. So um, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. For those of you who are going to stay on for the bonus content, give us three seconds and we're going to be back with some really exciting stuff.